if the song is so utterly broken <laughs> from, from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. then maybe there's not a lot left there to repair. Welcome to episode two of the Dream Studios podcast. I'm your host, Hogue Kepner, the mixing and tracking engineer here at The Dream in South Austin, Texas. Hopefully you listened to episode one, in which my brother Bonesaw and I gave you the backstory on our humble but most righteous studio. Uh, If not, go back and take a listen. Uh, Our first guest on the podcast, um, besides Bonesaw, this this will be our first recording artist guest on the podcast, is a fella named Marshall Larden, who came in here during November of 2017, shortly after the dream opened, and whose sessions I remember fondly for a number of reasons that I'm sure we'll get into soon. The album Marshall recorded here is called Just My Luck, and it's available everywhere. And it's an acoustic project with lots of cool overdubs and electric guitar licks and some keys and pads in there, and also some tasty lean percussion arrangements. Uh, There's not much percussion, but when there is, it's tasty. Uh, So, how to describe Marshall Larden. Marshall is the real deal when you're talking about Austin. Uh, Born and raised, knows all the swimming spots and watering holes, and uh, drinks pretty much nothing but Lone Star. And uh, when I think of Marshall's music, uh, I think of like a down-on-his-luck style, but in a good-humored way. Um, He feeds his stories of heartache and broken relationships and broken friendships with a dollop of sarcastic, mischievous whimsy, um, both lyrically and musically, um, in terms of chords and arrangement. Um, He uses some funny chords and and some uh, strumming patterns and licks. Um, And it's a balance I haven't come across too frequently in my years in music. Um, For instance, uh, I'm thinking of the chorus lyric from his song, Hit the Road. I love that line. It's unexpected, it's funny, it's kind of sad, it's kind of bitter. But uh, actually, to get a comprehensive taste of the particular Marshall brand, let's play a short sample of the song Instinct. And with that, I'd like to welcome him to the podcast. Marshall, thanks for being here. That's your cue, dog. Hello, dog. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Marshall and I are um, in separate rooms. He's in the cutting room in the studio, and I'm in the control room uh, due to COVID and whatnot. But uh, if I peek over the top of my computer, I can see you. Yeah, just barely. I see I see your eyes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks again for coming here and being our first guest, Marshall. Well, thank you very much for having me, sir. Uh, yeah, it's great to be back in here. Um, let's let's cut right to the chase, shall we? Oh boy! All right. Um, I want to know how did it all work for you in terms of assembling these ideas and arrangements and figuring out what you wanted to do in the studio. I had an idea, a general sense of what I wanted the record to sound like, 
But in terms of all the, you know, intricate parts and, you know, how is this going to become a reality? A lot of it was just, you know, uh, come in with a skeleton of a song and, and start to try and build. And um, I did a decent amount of that on the demo, uh, obviously kind of preparing for this. But that was, you know, only half the process. Uh, that's a cool phenomenon with uh, the creative process. You can not really know what what lays embedded in the song what you think you know like like uh you know sometimes you'll you'll say okay this this is what the song is it's this little chord transition or this little lick but then once you put something else on it becomes something different because that takes front and center you know so that was cool watching you do that with all these songs and then you came in with like these weird keys parts talk a little <laughs> bit about that how did that how did the keys and like the i mean some there's like an accordion sound on one of them there's uh just general piano then there's just like kind of ethereal pad sounds what's your deal with that um first of all do you remember when i brought in the the demo i remember for, for, <laughs> there was uh, i think it was uh shit what was it uh i think it was not guilty and there was, I was using some sort of uh, weird keyboard effect. I think it was like a trumpet keyboard effect or something with like just a ton of like detune and vibrato on it. <laughs> and it, it sounded so fucking bad. But like it was, I, I liked it for some reason, whatever reason I liked it. And you just burst out laughing when, you, when you're listening <laughs> to that song. Is that <laughs> like what's going on there? But uh, I think we kept something similar into it. I, I can't remember. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, keyboards. Um, I've always played keyboards. Uh, always uh, messed around on pianos or uh, a lot of time in. Uh, I was at Texas State. Uh, I minored in music while I was there, but I've just found myself spending pretty much all of my uh, my off time because I was commuting down there from Austin. So I, you know, always had breaks between classes. So I was always just uh, playing in a piano room. And so, yeah, um, I had a lot of ideas on the piano that I figured now might be a good time to use them because it's just a, a solo record. So, you know, if it's not just going to be acoustic guitars and uh, vocals and uh, maybe, you know, flush it out, how are you going to flush it out? And uh, that's a, an instrument that I was semi, that's a very strong semi proficient at. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, that and uh, some of the keys. Um, make everything bigger and something something for everything to sit within uh i guess yeah there there's there's a lot of things just there's a lot of candy so to speak just kind of floating around there in the background wrapped into the into the tune very well um and that's i didn't know that you were basically that you just had some piano stuff from your days at texas state and that i didn't know that you didn't play much piano uh, it's a pretty ballsy move to come in and and like put that stuff uh, in the mix. I, I think a lot of it was just in terms of sound, you can achieve a lot of different, um, you know, I was about to say emotions, but, um, you know, just colors, I guess. Why would, why did you balk at saying emotions? <laughs> uh, 
Well, because, I mean, there you're missing the uh, the middleman there. I guess it's not um, oh. doesn't exist as emotion, but I see. it's yeah. It, for for some people, I guess for me, it's it's real close. Uh, What's that one? It's like it's uh, I think it's static. It's like ding, boom. It's got the snaps in it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The uh, snaps. Yes. I think you, yeah, you you called for the snaps, and um, that made it into. It made it somehow mysterious. I guess snaps will do that, but it tied the song up, you know? Yeah, I um, felt like there needed to be something. Um, I really, I like that song a lot. I, I figure it's probably a lot of people's least favorite songs, you know, if you're, if you're just uh, looking at it from a, you know, this song is, you know, just kind of a, a repetitive, circular, cyclical thing. Um those people are stupid. <laughs> well, I would never say that to their faces, but you know, it, that's that's what it what it was. The, the song was about that. Oh and, yeah, just go, you mean going in circles? Yeah, and yeah, repeating just, the loop. Yeah, being stuck and, and wanting to get out. So we're gonna get a little personal. Uh, Are you all right with that? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I guess you <laughs> won't know until I ask the question. Yeah, that's right. How I want to talk about your lyrics and and uh, to what extent um, writing lyrics for you is a matter of getting down to business, getting you know working on them, um, or they do they float into your head? Um, I noticed that a lot of your lyrics on this album, at least, have to do with kind of like quality time with friends or wanting to have quality time but not quite being able to or being being disappointed by or or being the disappointer um to your friends or to your loved ones um also struggles with kind of what you want out of life and and happiness um um you know uh in terms of uh lyrics it's kind of hard to say it's um a lot of things will come to me, um, just, you know, a, a line or a chorus, uh, whatever it may become, I guess. There are other times where I sit down and, and say, I'm going to, I'm going to write a song and just do it. Um, you know, I, I obviously have some sort of inspiration, uh, going from that point, but it's not even triggered by anything other than, uh, saying, you know, I, I feel something I want to write. Uh, I'm not really sure, um, what it may be about. I don't edit a whole lot of my songs. Um, I've learned that that's a, a, a very smart practice, but uh, for whatever reason, I feel like um, a lot of the songs that I write kind of either have what I want initially or they don't. Hmm. I think I agree with that. I think I agree with it too. I, <laughs> I, even, I don't know. It's hard to say. If the song is so utterly broken <laughs> from, from the beginning, yeah. then maybe there's not a lot left there to repair. I guess that's a pretty terrible way to look at it. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of no, a lot of good stuff can fall by the wayside if that's how you view it. But that's uh, well said. I think to some degree, maybe um, an artist or a musician or a songwriter 
has a certain there, there's a certain shelf life <laughs> of commitment oh, they want God. to make to the song. So it's like, all right, it's fucking done. There's there's that too. God. Well, good. We agree on that. Uh, <laughs> my next question, Marshall, is um, well, maybe did we did we kind of cover this? I, basically, I wanted to. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. I wanna I wanted to know what your insecurities were or your concerns coming into the studio. What were you were you worried about something not coming through in your vision, and and what would those possible reasons be? Well, I guess I was worried about um, my vocals, uh, to just be brutally honest. You know, I'm not, of all the things that I, I do, I feel like that's the thing that I am least good at. <laughs> that's a fucking <laughs> terrible way to put it. I, I don't like my vocals. So I, I'm super self-conscious about that. And um, I guess overall, just... Um, uh, achieving something that, you know, I, I, I was happy with, um, for the most part, I knew that like, you know, there's nothing that you can ever do that, you know, 100%, well, this is perfect. Um, but I, I wanted to have something that was in my head be, be realized, uh, to as close to that, um, that idea as possible. And I didn't think that that was, you know, I don't think that that's ever likely to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's maybe not a given. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times along the way, it, it, you uh, adjust your expectations or you um, you change and say, okay, well, this is what it's going to be now. And, and it turns out being cool, um, but it's hard to set off in a certain direction and... and it's uh, it's it's just you know, it's part of life. It's part of uh, you know, putting stuff out there. It's uh, it's concrete. You know, you can play a different live anytime you want, but um, you know, there's only one recording of it. And that's uh, that's what got put down in the books. Yeah, like I I saw you um, I don't know, a, a, maybe a year ago, and uh, you played See You Never, and it was completely different from the album <laughs> version. Yeah, and I came up to you and I was like, "What? What did you do to see you never? <laughs> um, what? What had you done to see you never?" Uh, I essentially just turned it into kind of a waltz, I think, because again, you know, playing, I played it over and over and over again, and I, I, I do like that song um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but at some point in time, I just kind of got tired of playing it that way, and it it changed. Time signatures, I guess, and uh, I guess little else. You know, everything else was the same, so it wasn't crazy a crazy overhaul. If I, well, yeah, if I had a guitar in here, I'd, I'd pick it real fast for you. But you can imagine. You know, I thought about. Uh, I just kind of ran out of time, man. I thought about setting you up with a guitar in there so that because I anticipated this moment where we you'd have to explain something. <laughs> yeah. But well, I thought about shit. it too. <laughs> but, uh, I'm already carting all this stuff downstairs. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, um. Part of what I love, you know, you said you, you regret some things, possibly, about, you know, what is that guitar part doing there? Um, and listening back to the album today, uh, I heard some things that put me back in the session. And so some of my memories are informing the meaning of the songs, you know what I mean? So, like, at the end of, uh, what was it, at the end of... 
Why Me, I think. Yeah, there's, you can hear, I think it was a mess tin that we were using for percussion. Oh, a what? Like a, like a camping mess tin. Like, mess, know. I've never heard this word in my life. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think, wow, that's funny. I, uh, you're a Larden. I thought you were all like a Boy me- Scouts. But a mess tin. Yeah, like a, like, um, like a container? Yeah, like t- like <laughs> aluminum uh, plates and stuff that you go camping with to put your food in. Huh. Were we? We were. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a little tinny snare sound. And at the end of Why Me, you can hear it just drop on the ground. Ah, oh, that's what dropped? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I for some yeah, not uh, okay. I, I remember so many shakers, <laughs> you know, pill shakers, uh nut shakers. But yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of different shakers. Yeah, lots of shakers. I must have forgotten about the the sorry, the tin mess. The mess mess <laughs> the tin. mess tin. Okay. Get or me- mess kit. I don't know. The Dude. mess kit. Okay. But that now I think maybe I'm confusing that with mes- mesquite. Mesquite. I don't know. Now you're in my head, man. Um, we did a whole bunch of stuff with uh, that, a, a floor tom and reverb and, and whatnot. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, probably the most experimental uh, of the drum or you know, the drum tracks that you did for sure. And then um, we had that aha moment with the uh, kind of kissing the reverb at the very end of... yes. The uh, what was it? That's Colorado, where we we swelled the cymbals and hit the tom at the same time. So the tom as, and like everything was just lacquered and reverb for the, like the last yeah. millisecond to where and it I just remember echoed. <laughs> you yeah. were you were really searching for that. Yeah. And when you when you expressed it like how massive you wanted the reverb, I was like, oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, let's do that you know, eternal decay. And it was such a good call. Uh, and I remember how pleased we were with ourselves. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was, uh, I think, the latest night of the sessions. You know, we were pushing it. And uh, I think both had stuff to do in the morning. And um, <laughs> but <yeah>. first, <laughs> looking for this fucking one thing. Yeah. That's it. That was uh, one of my favorite memories, and then uh, another one I recall fondly is when your cousin uh, that we uh, were talking about, I guess, off air before, Smelliot Elliot Larden, who was in my band for, well, it wasn't my band; it was all of our band, all of ours <laughs> band, but uh, for like fifteen years, Smell and uh, Weber came in to do group vocals on "Hit the Road." Remember that? Oh yes. Yeah, that was up there. That was uh, that was a real fun fun memory for sure. Uh, everyone uh, just contributing their part together, and then you know hitting different registers, different octaves uh, afterwards, and uh, hearing kind of the Muppety chorus afterwards. We we get some crazy stuff. <laughs> okay, let's let's dial this one down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's crank this one up. See how that one sounds. Yeah, it, it, that was fun. Uh, it was good to have all you guys in here and. Uh, 
just like, oh, just make sure you, you sing this lyric right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be too idiotic. Um, yeah, we had a great time. And uh, I think we did, the four of us sang the chorus like six times. So there's really like 24 vocal tracks at the end of that. And uh, even with how tempered we were with kind of getting the right level of where it wanted to be, it still comes in pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there <laughs> when I listened to it today and, it, and the group comes in at the end I was like shit there it is yeah. you wanted a million dollars and I don't mean that in a good way you waited in the wings to rain down on my parade and thunder won't explode you be shocked to know the forms I would tell but I, would, I don't think I would change it maybe I'll bring it down a couple I think it I think it needs to live on. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other things. Uh I wanted to ask you a little bit about y- your experience here specifically. You were one of the first to come in here. I just wanted to know I want you to tell the truth. What, you know, what did you like about the dream? And that's an answer that I'm sure I will enjoy, but I wanted to know also what were you suspicious of if anything about the dream or what is what was not ideal about it what could be improved or at that moment could have been improved okay um was for sure just uh looking forward to going in and trying to uh flesh out uh these ideas you know which is kind of a a vague uh concept of of what it would be and, uh, you know, just have the backbones of these songs and, and let them flesh themselves out with someone that has a real good ear. Um, someone that can, you know, actively kind of bounce ideas off of and, and hunt sounds down. That was, uh, you know, what I was really, really looking forward to and, 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 um, kind of tempering, you know, I've got all these ideas, I've got all these parts, how do they all uh, convalesce into one thing that's not too crowded or too busy if you're if you're kind of looking for something that's you know more sparsely instrumentated I guess so in terms of what I didn't like you know I'm hard pressed here man I'm not looking back and be like that son of a bitch that one day he <laughs> you know like it it was it was pretty good you know I was like about to be like well, you know, I guess if I was someone else, I could have take issue with Is Dog being in the <laughs> in the recording <laughs> studio. But I enjoyed that too, man. <laughs> that, that was like it was vibing, you know. It, it was giving me. Really funny. It, she had he had my back, you know. It, it was just you know, it worked out. So um, that's funny you mention that because not to not to make you sad, but what what uh, I remember about you and Izzy my dog, who is off and around uh, during the sessions, um, you had just lost your dog, right? Well, it, it kind of happened in the midst, in the midst of it, I guess. We were closing in on wrapping it up. I think the, the finish line was in sight. Uh, just had some, uh, some notes that we wanted to go back over and do some stuff, maybe re- redo a couple vocal tracks or something. And um, then, yeah, my, my dog passed away super uh just brutal you know out of the blue unexpected and so yeah i remember being like hey man i gotta call it off like my dog just died and uh and you were like yeah totally dude take your time and so 
finish that record in the aftermath. And then, yeah, that I ended up uh, dedicating that thing to uh, to Winston, the the dog. Excellent to Winston. Um, by the way, I I just realized now that I said that the album was called Just My Luck, but the album is called Business as Usual. Oh, I didn't even correct you, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us? The album's uh, called Business as Usual, and you you went by Just My Luck uh, for the, the band name, or the for your name. Yeah, correct. Uh, just, yeah, went... Uh, it's, those are my initials, jo- uh, Joel Marshall Arden, and... Uh, I remember, yeah, it was a it was a buddy of mine, uh, Jack Brewer. If you're out there, listen, fuck you. Um, <laughs> oh, but he's glad he's listening. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, I got a strap made from my uncle, Uncle Dennis. If you're out there, love you, dude. Um, I know Uncle Dennis. What's uh, up, Uncle Dennis? Oh shit! Wait, fuck. This was yes, it was. It was Uncle Dennis. Uh, for a second there, I was second guessing myself. It was a long time ago, but he made me a strap, nice leather strap. Um, with uh, the initials JML, he's a huge uh, Steve Ray Vaughan fan, so he got that done for me and uh, was, um, you know, playing with this dude Jack uh, f- a long time ago, and uh, it's like, man, I guess you're just Joel Marshall Arden from here on out, unless you can come up with something different for it. How about just my luck, and oh. uh, and at that time, it, I was, I, w- I want to say I was really unlucky, but that would disregard the fact that you're doing things that are <laughs> really <laughs> fucking stupid. So I won't, I won't go that far, but, um, just my luck. Yeah. I kind of stuck in the back of my head. And, uh, uh, when I finally figured out, oh, you know, I'm going to do something, uh, solo, I figured I'd go with that name. So thank you, Jack. Wait, didn't you say fuck you, Jack before? I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a perfect name for the the project or your alias because um there is a lot of stuff on in there about uh kind of like a god damn it vibe you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh that was the common theme i guess of uh that record um so yeah it seemed seemed fitting to to do that i remember when i talked to your dad um <laughs> shortly shortly I after know where this is going yeah, I, I told you this story before but um, he came out to me and was like, Hey, uh, I, I really like the album. You guys did, did great stuff in there. Is, is Marshall okay? <laughs> oh shit. Was it my dad? I thought it was someone else. It was, I think, it, no, it was your thought dad. It was, oh, okay. Shit. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I thought it was Aunt Jenna, but maybe not. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was your dad. I okay. remember. And I think he told me never to tell you. So, oh no! But I, th- well, but I also think that there's a statute of limitations on there. You go when yeah. someone says don't tell them. <laughs> and Joel, if you're listening, uh, that statute just ran out. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's funny. Isn't it funny when your parents hear your music? And it's it's most of the time, at least in my experience, and it sounds like in yours uh, with your dad, it's it can be a little much for them. It's funny. That record, yeah, I mean that that record had a lot of kind of depressing and 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 sad lyrics on it, and there's no real way around that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, some of the a couple of those songs, a couple of the most depressing songs on that record, a couple of those songs were written a few years prior to that. 
and they just kind of sat in a back pocket um, because they, they didn't fit anywhere else. And uh, kind of reviewing stuff, you know, for a, a potential track list, they seemed to kind of to square in with some of the other stuff uh, that I was feeling more currently, like uh, See Neffer and, um, yeah, a couple of those other songs. So there's that. In terms of uh, parents, like, yeah, the, I mean, you know, I, I'm surprised a little bit that, that he came, you know. <laughs> Is he doing okay? Um, also not surprised because, you know, I know my folks and I know they care about me. And that's a good good yeah. problem to have. Um, but I will say that some of the, you know, more recent songs I've been doing, I feel like, you know, they're they're funnier, they're lighter, but they're also talking just much more plainly about things that I think are more distressing <laughs> to parents or at least equally distressing and there's really no issue. So hopefully that just means that <laughs> I, as a person, <laughs> am showing him, you know, less. it's okay, these are just songs. He's not uh, about to jump out of a window. Right. Uh, so, yeah. You know, a lot of those songs on that that record that got grouped together were um, very cathartic at at some point or another. So a lot of those songs were very much lived in, um, be it around that point in time or a couple years before. I guess I never felt quite as distressed as maybe they come across. I certainly went through those things, but just because they sound like just utterly hopeless does not mean that I ever felt that hopeless. It's just, it, that was wow. one reason that I didn't probably get to that extent is because you can turn that into something. Uh, you can, you can turn it into a project. You can turn it into uh, creation. When you hear it play back, of course you, you've put your um, life and your emotions and what you're going through at the time into the song. But when you hear it played back, it oftentimes sounds more intense than, than you, than you felt it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that reminds me of, you, you came in, uh, well, I was going to say a few months ago, but I think that's part of like the time warp COVID <laughs> oh, syndrome. Oh God. Oh yeah. But it was over a year ago and you did like a couple, you just wanted to basically demo some stuff here and have some, some stuff to, uh, to play for venues maybe to, to, yeah, yeah. I wanted to have that. And I also just wanted to have, um, you know, just kind of an update, uh, you know, just something to put out and say, you know, I'm, I'm still kicking, I'm still making music. These are some songs that are just played live. And this is what you'd see if, uh, if I go play live and there, there's one, uh, I, I honestly do love them all, but there is one that I just cannot get away from i think about it a lot i i i figured out the chords i play it by myself um and forgive me but i don't remember the names like been 10 years now okay yeah um sometimes i need yeah i'm trying to remember the name of the song (laughs) i know i can't get there Uh, still here still here still here yeah and you do a cool thing in that one where you do you use still here, H-E-A-R, I believe, is one of the lyrics, but you're still here, H-E-R-E. I, no. 
No. <laughs> You're dead wrong. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, uh, no, and it, it's never used in the in the listening. No, sense. no, because I still hear you laughter though. Okay, wait. Yes. Okay. There, so it is there. It is there. I still hear. Okay. Well, yeah. shit. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it was completely subconscious. Really? But nice little, uh, nice little nugget there. I still hear you laughter though. That is a beautiful song. Um, Thanks. It's one of those few. You know, you run a, you run across some songs sometimes that others have written, and you just. It's either that you wish you had written it, or there's something that you also, you 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 need to get out the same exact thing, and you haven't yet, and this person did it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I obviously wrote it for a, a very personal reason, um, but it's you know a universal feeling. So that's a, a song that I, I think when I was uh, playing it here, I don't think I told you this while I was doing it, but I think I'd had to do a second take the first time. Cause I was, you know, I, I started kind of cracking up a little bit because it's, you know, that, yeah, it's just a real song. That's just a song about, uh, you know, uh, another friend, you know, done gone. So, um, yeah, I, I'm proud of that song, but, uh, I, I'm not playing it every night <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, um, I do remember that uh, because when you played it, you know, you did a few takes and I immediately uh, took to it and I asked a little bit about it and you told me. And then there was one, you got a full take and I think that's the one we ended up bouncing down and mixing. But there was one, the, the last take, you just, you're playing it and then you just stop. And then you just, and then you go, uh, and... Uh, that's my favorite take, and I bounced <laughs> down a version of it uh, just for me, um, <laughs> nice. where you just stop. Um, and actually, after we just wrap up here, and I thank you again, I think if that's all right with you, uh, that's what I want to take it out on. We've heard a lot of the music from uh, Business As Usual, um, but I'd like to play that one to take people out. Take it away, maestro. All right. Well, Marshall, thank you again for being our first guest uh, ever on the on the podcast. And yeah, if you guys are out there, and of course you will want to listen to the album after this, it's available everywhere, right, Marshall? Yeah, I believe so. Should still be out there. Excellent. It is just my luck. The album is business as usual. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Marshall. Thank you. See ya. It's been two years now, I guess Man, still hurts I still eat left alone That might make it worse Sunny days are By the river alone Thinking about all them conversations And in my head Still ramble on yeah, Sometimes I need reminding Spell out and make clear 
And I'm the one still here Memories you left with tattered Somehow they still shine like new But no, someday I'm gonna lose them Just like I lost you Take it in stride What else is man to do Wait around Lose his mind yeah, Sometimes I need reminding yeah, Sometimes I The Dream Studios podcast is brought to you by PuppetTelegrams.com. Think of someone in your life. Would they love getting a personalized telegram from a puppet? Of course they would. You choose the puppet. That's the fun part. Will it be Wingo the Bat, lovable and dim-witted? Will it be Lionel the Lion, who is blustery and proud? Maybe you'll choose Layla the Chicken, sarcastic and edgy. Or Vitaly the Monster, an excitable force of nature. After that, you provide some quick details about your recipient to help the puppet telegram be as personalized as possible. It's a quick and easy way to make someone laugh for quite literally any occasion. A birthday, anniversary, graduation, promotion, get well, congratulations, retirement, I miss you. And my favorite, just because. You don't have to be a kid to crack up at... You don't have to be a kid to crack up at one of these telegrams, and the messages can be anywhere from wholesome to edgy and everywhere in between. To get you started, the puppets are giving you a $10 coupon. Just use the code LAUGH, that's L-A-U-G-H, if you decide to order a puppet telegram from puppettelegrams.com.